When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Don here. Uh, Just a quick announcement before I get into this audio podcast. This was created as both an audio and a video podcast, and this one in particular does not lend itself well to just audio. You'll get the gist of it, but there's a lot of stuff that is better seen. So if you haven't watched the video podcast before, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to head over to YouTube and check out the Talking Real Money channel. And this will be posted there and it will stay there so you can watch it and you can see the graphics that really make this episode work best. So check us out on YouTube. It's the Talking Real Money channel. Really easy to get to. You go to youtube.com slash talking real money. Just one word. There you go. Thanks for listening. And thanks for watching. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a short but sweet edition of the Talking Real Money podcast and video cast. I am Don McDonald. Nobody else on the other screen. Just me. Tom is, as is tradition, Tom is in August at the lake, Lake Chelan in Washington. Never fails every year. He's a creature of habit. And uh, I'm a creature of habit because I like when I'm here to give you the podcasts and video casts as often as I possibly can. So today, today's a topic that surprised me. This was not a topic I planned on until yesterday when I was reading an article about Morgan Stanley, and it was mentioning their acquisition of E-Trade, which E-Trade and Morgan Stanley are two things I always thought, these do not go together. E-Trade is a discount broker, and Morgan Stanley... That's a microphone. And Morgan Stanley is a full-service, high-expense brokerage firm and investment advisory firm too. Yes, I know. We're going to get to that in a minute. So uh, I was reading this article and they were talking about the firewalls that kept Morgan Stanley brokers from soliciting E-Trade clients. Now, there are some ways around them. They're not foolproof. But basically, the idea was to let the E-Trade clients know that they weren't going to be poached by Morgan Stanley brokers at their high fees and commissions. That got me thinking about some other things. I was, actually, the first thing I thought was maybe Morgan Stanley has lowered their fees. Maybe they're going to be more competitive now that they have E-Trade. So I went to my favorite place to look for information on investment advice firms, and that's Advisor Info. .sec.gov. Here's the place. 
Now, I went to Morgan Stanley's page, as you see. And if you look at the Form ADV Part 2, whoa, is that confusing. So, I started going through them. And I finally found the ADV Part 2 that pertains to most people. That's this one. And I looked in the table of contents because if you're a full-service brokerage firm, your ADV Part 2 tends to be very, very, very long. I've always believed that this was because they're trying to discourage people from reading them. I still think that's the case. Because you notice, in most RIAs, Registered Investment Advisors, ADV Part 2 form, brochure, the fees are mm, page four, five, six, maybe. You see where they are here? Buried. So I went there, and I found that they know they have not lowered their fees. There's still a maximum 2% for smaller accounts. Well, that led me to other ideas. Maybe Morgan Stanley's brokers aren't putting people in expensive funds anymore. Maybe they're using less expensive funds. Maybe they're starting to use, um, even if they're actively managed, lower-cost ones, uh, Maybe they're giving better advice just across the board. So I thought, I'm going to go on Google, and I'm going to look to see if anyone has uploaded their Morgan Stanley brokerage statement. I couldn't find any, which surprised me. But I did find this. (laughs) This is Morgan Stanley's own internal document. I gotta pull it up on my screen here because I need it right here in front of me because this is what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> Not their two percent fees, but the kind of advice you get from Morgan Stanley, apparently. Now, I, I do have to give them kudos, kudos for being so honest. Now, this is a PDF file. As you see here, it's the guide to reading your Morgan Stanley statement. This came directly from Morgan Stanley. I found it on their website. And I scroll down, just curious. You know, it's all fake client and Sam advisor and all that kind of stuff. But I wanted to see what kind of investments they were showing in their sample statements. So I scrolled way, 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 way down to their uh, account detail section, which you will see right here. And you see they have two stocks, Amgen and Apple. Okay, so we're not big fans of owning individual stocks. We think that's really risky. They've both done in this statement really well, but we still think it's too risky. Then there's the municipal bond section. So this must be a relatively high net worth client because you don't get municipal bonds for anybody who isn't in a high tax bracket. Now, I want you to look very, very carefully at the bonds. And you'll see the first one is a, a, a an airport bond. The next one is a Puerto Rico infrastructure bond. Tax-free bond with a yield of 6%, clear off to the right. Now, I want you to look at what the original cost to this client was for this bond. Municipal bonds are supposed to be relatively safe. $50,000, and then they show... 33000 for the current market value. There's another one down here toward the bottom of the page. They paid, uh, let's see, they paid uh, $100,000, $101,000, 
and it's now worth 64 and change. Those are both huge losses. I mean, is this the kind of stuff I would find a statement where I actually did well if I'm going to show it on a how to read your statement form? But in this case, they were selling people Puerto Rico bonds. Those turned out to be some of the worst bonds ever sold to anybody because Puerto Rico defaulted in 2015, which was apparently after this fake statement was created or this real statement that they just took the names off of. Because it's curious how specific this is. This appears to be some real statement off of which they took the names. The next thing I wanted to find out, and we'll just go through this together. This is some stuff you can learn about these firms. Here's our next section of account detail. This is mutual funds. They show three different mutual funds from three different mutual fund companies. The first, as you see, is Center Coast MLT Focus A, the symbol being CCCAX. They bought this at, uh, let's see, $7,500, and they've lost, for however long they've owned this, $2,200. Now, this was in probably 2014, 15 and you'll see off to the side, I went and looked up the sales commission or load and the annual expense ratio of this fund. 4.75 annual expenses, 1.49. The next fund is a ClearBridge Tactical Dividend Income A share for which the client paid 22000 and lost a little under 2700 For that fund, the load, the commission, 5.5, the annual expense ratio, 1.44. The next one is Henderson Global Equity Income. So it's stocks with income. Load, 5.75. Annual expense ratio, 1.14. A $21,000 portfolio lost. Oh, I'm sorry. $25,000 portfolio lost $3,700. So as you can see, these were very expensive very expensive, actively managed mutual funds with very small portfolios, uh, a moderate degree of risk. They all had standard deviations over 10 years of about 13.5 to 14.5 in that range somewhere. So there's a fund out there that we suggest all the time that gives you massive diversification, would have given you, by the way, all the stocks in these portfolios, all of them, plus a lot more. And that's the Vanguard Total World Stock Index ETF, VT. So I thought I would compare VT to these three funds and put them up on a little chart, courtesy of Morningstar. And here's what I came up with. Check this out. Here's the chart. The red line at the very top, that's the Vanguard Total World Stock Index. $10,000. No, I did do this from 2013 for all of them, not 14. $10,000 invested in 2013 by 2022, by August of 2022, would have grown to almost $22,000. 10000 invested in 2013, though, in the ClearBridge Tactical Dividend Income Fund, which is the dark blue line. Is that correct? I want to make sure I have my line colors properly done here. $10,000 
Yeah, it's the dark blue line. Would have gone to 18,400. The Henderson Income uh, Global Income Fund is the light blue line. It would have grown to about 147. And then the bottom line is that CCCAX, which was the Center Coast MLP Master Limited Partnership Focus A. Um, and that one performed the worst of all of them. All of them. Coming in at what's coming in at ten thousand dollars. Wait, ten thousand dollars. They started at ten thousand dollars. It's because it's a master limited partnership. They paid out all their dividends. They didn't reinvest. All the others did reinvest dividends. So what do you see here? You see that you paid Morgan Stanley a lot of money, huge commissions, high fees. You got similar levels of risk. Even though these were primarily dividend income funds, the levels of risk are almost identical in terms of volatility, standard deviation, which is how you measure risk. Because you don't have total risk, really, in any of these, but particularly not in VT. But the advice you got from your Morgan Stanley broker, according to Morgan Stanley's own statement, they're showing some of their advice, obviously, was not worth it. This chart clearly illustrates why we keep telling you over and over again that you're wasting both time and money dealing with most people who call themselves financial advisors out there. Because they don't know any more than any of us know about what is going to do well in the future. And they're going to be wrong probably more than they're going to be right. Let's say it's 50-50. But even then, if they're right as often as they're wrong, and you're paying ridiculous fees, five to five and three quarter percent commissions or four and three quarter to five and three quarter percent commissions and annual fees for these funds that exceed 1% per year. Whereas with the Vanguard total stock index, they're under one tenth of a percent per year. And you get more stocks, you get more diversification, which actually reduces your overall risk because they can't all go broke. Well, they can, but if they do, it won't matter because you're going to be gardening in your backyard and trying to protect your root cellar from the neighbors with their big guns. So who cares? The point is, these big brokerage houses, these giant financial advice firms, unless they are always, 100% of the time, acting as fiduciaries, unless they are also willing to admit that they're not smarter than the market, the market is always smarter than they are, unless they're billionaires. And then with, when you're a billionaire, you can play some games. You can play the arbitrage games, things like that, where you can make a few cents. But you and I aren't among that august group. We can't win. So we shouldn't play. What we should do is buy the U.S. and the global economies. We should build, I know we sound like broken records, but we should build a portfolio designed for our risk tolerance and how much we need to take risk. And then we rebalance once in a while. And if you can do it on your own, 
God bless you. I think some can, many. But if you can't, make sure your advisor is fee only, 100% fiduciary, never takes commissions, never sells products. And that's how I'm going to end this episode. It's an object lesson. I want you to learn from these. We want you to learn from these things. And it is a fascinating study. And you do really have to check these guys out. Don't believe half of what you hear. Don't believe even 75 or 80% of what you hear from most of these firms because they're not looking out for you. They're looking out for them. Thanks for being there. Uh, tomorrow's Q&A day here on the Talking Real Money podcast. No video cast again until next week when Tom's back from vacation. I will be doing the Saturday show by myself because Tom's on vacation. So be sure to give me a call from 3 to 5 Eastern time on Saturday at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And if I don't uh, talk with you again, we'll talk soon. I am Don McDonald hanging out here in my little room, talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.